0: Every day, young people are rapidly becoming the leaders that will shape the world of tomorrow. Learn their stories. Hear their visions for the future.
1: This is not about me and you or what is. This is about them and what's gonna be. This is not a podcast. This is a preview. This is a foreshadowing. This is a freaking time machine. This is Shades Required.
2: Hello and welcome everyone to episode 15 of the Shades Required podcast. We are so grateful that you've joined us here today. My name is Phil Hall. I am the host of the podcast with me as always, our lovely co-host, Mr. Mike McIsaac. Mike, how
0: are you today? I'm great. Uh, First time recording in the new apartment in Cranston, Rhode Island and loving every second of it. Hope I sound okay.
2: Mike's down in Roadie and he sounds great. So exciting. Good for you, Mike. Uh, and with us tonight, the star of our show, Mr. Anish Avancha. How are you, Anish?
1: Doing great, Phil. Thanks, both of you for having me on tonight. Nah, I'm really excited to get going.
2: Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. We're excited to have you. Uh, Anish, since you are the star of our show, why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself before we get going? Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm a Going into my senior year
1: at Brandeis University over in Waltham, Mass. Um, I'm a member of the baseball team over at Brandeis um, and I'm studying neuroscience and biology, Um, looking to become a physician in the future, hoping to apply to medical school in the next couple of years and uh, start to go down that road.
0: Wow. Very cool, Very
2: cool. a lot going on there, man. Yeah. All right, so um, pronounce for me one more time the college you're at. Yep, Brandeis University. Brandeis, got you. And you said you're playing baseball. Playing baseball there, yep. Okay. Uh, Headed into your senior year. Now, has baseball been impacted for you, your college baseball career, by the pandemic at all?
1: Definitely. It's been – the past two years have been really uh, abbreviated. You know, my freshman year, I think we played almost 40 to 45 games, uh, multiple flight trips for conference games, uh, flying down to Atlanta to play Emory University, Uh, flying to Wash U to play, uh, flying to St. Louis uh, to play Wash U. Uh, So we're flying all over the country. Even my sophomore year, we flew prior to the pandemic. We were able to fly down to Winter Haven, Florida and play, I think, six preseason games down there, um, down in February. Um, But, you know, since then, we've been pretty strict. Obviously, the sophomore season got cut short after about 10 games. Um, We played six down in Winter Haven, like I said, and we're able to get four up uh, up in New England. And then this past year, I think we got 16 games in. So they've been really abbreviated, all local games. No, you know, back-to-backs really. They've been mainly Wednesdays and Saturdays just because of testing reasons. Um, But fortunately this year, it looks like we'll be back to our full 45-game schedule, flying. I think we have three-flight trips scheduled this year, going to Atlanta, North Carolina, and Cleveland this year. So hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, everything keeps staying the way it is and, um, you know, with the vaccinations and everything. That's awesome.
2: So, yeah, by the, by the time it's all said and done, hopefully we've sort of got the the bookend 45, you know, game seasons.
1: Yeah, hopefully. That's what we're all kind of fingers crossed for. So,
2: Cool. And Anish, what, what position do we play?
0: Uh, first base. Awesome. He don't play anything. Anish plays first base. You and I <laughs> sit on the couch while he – the entire
2: <laughs> point of this podcast like the entire point of this podcast which i have not revealed to you until now is to vicariously live through these other people oh um, yeah so yeah i'm gonna say we uh, okay <laughs> okay so Anish, you you play first base yeah right, cool um so are you a big bat is that your thing Yeah, I mean, in high school, I was a much better hitter than fielder. I wasn't big
1: with the glove in high school. I think we all wanted to just, you know, hit the ball hard and the glove work wasn't all that cool. Um, So I was not a great defensive player in high school. I just, you know, I loved to hit, loved to just be in the cage and hit the ball far. Um, Then I got to college and I realized everybody was real strong. When I was 18, everybody was real big and strong. Um, So obviously, you know, your bat was good in high school. It doesn't mean it's going to carry over immediately in college. Um, so was a learning curve there coming into college. Um, and that's when I realized too, that, you know, defense is a way you can keep yourself in the game, keep yourself in the lineup. Um, so, you know, the bat's not going to be consistent, but once I got to college started to become, you know, really consistent with making sure I got my defensive work in um, something that I definitely neglected in high school and wasn't a priority, but at the end of the day, still love to hit, still would rather hit than take round balls.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, who wouldn't, right? Yeah, All right. exactly. All right. Well, I mean, I I think I let the the jock in me out a little bit there because <laughs> I went straight to the baseball. But well, actually, also, Phil, you did also mention neuroscience and physiology and and thinking about becoming a physician in the future. So, wow. Uh, I assume the last couple of years have been pretty difficult academically as well. Then. Yeah, they've
1: been challenging. I'm majoring in neuroscience and biology um
2: Biology. i'm sorry i had no, no, problem. Biology. no problem all right we both,
1: um, Right. more or less the same thing at that point but it's yeah, been really I, yeah i was just
2: trying to make you a little more specific <laughs> yeah
1: maybe a little more yeah uh it's it's been really challenging um i think the toughest part of that's balancing the the athlete part of it as well um you know it's, it's a crazy schedule sometimes being a student athlete you know a lot of times freshmen you're you're studying on the flights you're studying in airport terminals you're studying on the buses um you're trying to you know it feels like sometimes you you feel like you're doing a million things at once. Um, But at the end of the day, I wouldn't change it for anything. I've loved, you know, I like being busy. I like the fact that I have, you know, things to do at all times. Um, But yeah, it's been, it's definitely been challenging throughout these past three years. And even um, I'm taking the MCAT, which is the medical college admission test, uh, you know, a little less than a month now in September, September 11th. Um, So this whole summer just preparing for that, but you know, it, it, in a weird way, I do enjoy kind of waking up every day and knowing I have something new to learn. You know, I like to learn about new, you know new knowledge, and new information. So that part's nice. Um, the stressful part is when you have to attach a, a grade or a performance to it. Um, but you know, we just try and focus on the, the work and uh, you know let the chips kind of fall where they may.
0: And that sounds it sounds complicated, Anisha. Like you're saying, um, you know, studying in the terminal, studying on the plane. Like I mean, it must be tempting to just throw on a movie or a, or like put a game on on your phone so like is it I mean I can imagine it must be pretty challenging trying to you know resist the temptations to be a college student and just focus on what you really want to get out of it
1: yeah it, it definitely is sometimes especially there's you know there's times where you know you've we fly out usually on Thursdays for conference weekend we land we play you know we practice Thursday play Friday uh play a doubleheader Saturday Play Sunday and fly out Sunday and you have class the next day. So there are times where you're, you're kind of going through all that every week and you're like, dude, I just want to, you know, I just want to lay down. I just want to relax for a little bit. Um, but I think what kind of keeps me going is just, you know, I, I always just want to kind of, you know, my, my parents came here, you know, from India and they worked really hard to kind of get to where they have to be at today. And they gave me a lot of opportunities to be able to attend a school, you know, attend a university um, to attend a school like chase um, for my high school, which was a, a preparatory school. Um, So that kind of always is in the back of my mind. I just want to make them proud and and continue to work hard and set a good example for my younger brother and such.
0: Oh, sure. And they they were probably great examples for you when you were growing up as well. Absolutely. Um, You know, my
1: parents, my dad, you know, he grew up, he he wasn't, you know, overly wealthy back in India. Um, He grew up in kind of a small kind of town. Um, And, you know, his dream growing up was always to attend an American university. Like to this day, he's like, I think I want to attend an American university. Um, He ended up going to, he got his master's at, the Indian Institute of Technology, which is the, it's like the MIT equivalent in India. It's like consistently the number one ranked school. So he worked extremely, extremely hard to, you know, use education as that pathway and that doorway to kind of make, you know, change the the future of his life and his family's life. Um, And, you know, for me, I am living my father's dream. You know, he always wanted to go (laughs) to an American school. And, you know, because of his hard work, I had the opportunity to do it. Um, you know, my mother as well, you know, went through a lot growing up in India, lost her father when she was 21 in a car accident. Um, you know, so she really had to work hard to get here. So they, for me, have shown, you know, what hard work through education can do. Um, and it's really trickled down to me and my brother. So, you know, all the credit goes to them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know uh, you were in chase. I mean, you were playing multiple sports. And from what I understood now, I only saw you a couple of times during games and stuff, but I'm assuming your GPA was good enough to get into the school, which sounds very prestigious. I mean, I don't know much about the, the college itself, but when Emma told me that you got into the school, you were pretty happy about it. And she said it was a yeah. it was a good school to get into. So that's that's impressive. And it again, it's, yeah, I mean, it sounds like your parents should be proud and it sounds you. like you really, you know, did. it sounds like they really did a good job in, in showing the the path that leads to success yeah yep no they did a great
1: job with that and um even i think i'm in a good environment too even at chase like mike as you know the kids work so hard there um you're surrounded by a lot of special people you know so i think you're really a product of your environment Mm -hmm. um and i think just being surrounded by kids in high school that you know at 15 and 16 we're talking about you know where they wanted to go to college what they wanted to do in the future um that plays an effect on you i really believe that you're you know your friends are a representation of what your future could be. And I think I was lucky to have that environment at Chase, uh, you know, where everybody kind of had, you know, big plans and wanted to do do special things.
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh, that's actually a great segue, Phil, because, like, I know you were already talking about the baseball thing, and it was actually interesting for Anish. Now, Anish wasn't part of the school, like, with Rafi, where um, they got – You know, when Rafi's senior year got shut down because of the pandemic, Anish didn't have that. You had already graduated years before this thing even started, but Anish did have a little bit of a challenge there being, playing a, being a baseball, uh, a varsity baseball athlete where baseball is really his thing, wanted to go to college. But um, a challenging aspect for Anish was his senior year, uh, if, and correct me if I'm wrong, Anish, this was your senior year. They actually, they discontinued the baseball team at Chase his senior year.
2: Oh no kidding.
0: Yeah, yeah that was that was definitely tough. Uh, you know, obviously, a
1: senior, you, you want to play for your school. I mean, who doesn't want to play you know, kind of wait your whole three years for that moment, right to play for your school as a senior and to have that. Um, so it was a lot of you know, I didn't know if I was gonna play baseball this spring going into my college season. Um, that would have been kind of a, a tough conversation to have with your college coach. Obviously, they're keeping an eye on recruits as they're coming in and you know they text you how are things going. Uh, so I was definitely a little bit worried about that, you know, to tell them, you know, I didn't play high school baseball this spring. Um, but what ended up Man, happening is, off. yeah, you know, just, you know, kicking my feet up, you know, <laughs> but the great thing that happened was we were able to partner with one of the schools in the league, Worcester. Um, so it was myself, Adam Tedesco, and Griffin powers, three kids who still wanted to continue to play. Um, Adam actually plays at uh, WPI. Now he's a baseball player there now as well. He's a very wow. talented, very talented baseball player. Yeah. And, um, so the three of us got to play, and it was a really, you know, as much as it hurt to not be able to play for, for my school and play for Chase, it was a really awesome experience because, uh, you know, we got to meet some new guys, guys that we competed against for three years, uh, guys that we – I think Worcester knocked us out of the playoffs the year prior. So guys that we – Oh, wow. Yeah, the guys that we, you know, we played um, who were my year who uh, have been playing, you know, the whole, whole – all through high school who were good players as well. So it was kind of cool to – kind of be on the other side I guess you could say I remember that first day we went to practice it was so strange because it was like man we did we did not like you all through high school like you guys beat us like you know so um but the you know that was a really memorable year because those were some pretty special guys
2: um how did you guys do we did pretty well I think we
1: lost in the second round so we won the first playoff. I think there is a single single elimination tournament. So we won the first game. I think we lost. We played Masters, which had a bunch of – they were a stacked team. I think they had multiple guys playing Division I baseball. So they were, you know, little, we were outnumbered there. Um, but I just remember the year being fun. Um, I, I just remember, you know, it was really – like I said, it was really cool to get to know some guys outside of um, outside of your high school, um, guys that you had,
0: you know, always had a lot of respect for playing. But, you know, again, didn't didn't love to play them because, you know, they were very talented. Well, we we kind of have an idea of what you went through, Anish, as coaches. We actually had to do the same thing. We had to combine schools with another school that originally we were not extremely fond of, and we ended up growing to love those kids within the first like week of those practices.
1: Yeah, it's so interesting how that works with sports.
0: Uh, I think sports is such a you know we're all competitors if you play a sport. So
1: obviously, someone on the other wearing another jersey, um, you're not prone to you know to like them. You respect them, but you're not prone to like them. But the moment the jerseys, you know, the same one. Um, it's it's funny how that switch can kind of flip sometimes,
0: right? Especially if they're like, oh yeah, oh, you know those three best players from Chase it, they're coming, it's, to, it's, they're coming <laughs> to us. Like yeah, like you, you're never gonna you're never gonna like turn down a really good player.
1: Yeah, no, it was uh yeah, like I said, it was an awesome experience. I, I had fun. Obviously, would have loved to play for Chase, but it was it uh, wasn't a bad substitute. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: I
2: think at the end of the day, you know, when you're in a competitive situation, it is generally exciting to, uh, you know. Get a collection of talent together. You know, when we were going through, there was some weirdness with our our co-op. But I remember, you know, that was it for us. We were like, look at how many kids, and look at the talent, and and then, yeah. I mean, I don't know. The, yeah, the kids from Polney were just so awesome. Yeah, That's I, a good kids. One kid every single day, Anish. I kid you not. He walked up to me and said the same exact thing. It's would like, say coach oh, i'm tuned up yeah i'm tuned up yeah, you get a lot of characters when you mix up
1: you
0: know different it teams just, and yeah. you know you see some characters it's awesome oh it's awesome. and it's it wasn't just it, it wasn't just like characters it was full-on live like culture situations like we were kind of like in the city and these kids were kind of in the suburbs the country boys and then you mix them together and though it's so funny because when the teams mixed it was like real at first the first day we're like oh god how's this gonna go and before you know it like hey coach we're going with these guys we're like all right well we got to drive back to school in an hour so don't 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 go wait, don't go too far yeah. You know? yeah,
1: it's it's cool seeing those, you know, new friendships that can even form with guys you would have never thought, you know, would be friends if, you know, maybe they weren't on the same team. Um, yeah. That stuff's awesome. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. And then, right. I mean, so, yeah, and we had so many characters. I mean, we had Tinty on that team.
0: I know. We had this kid uh, who's uh, from Honduras, never played football in his life, but just was one of those mega athletes. Yeah. Like, I think he did, like, 10 push-ups a year, but he looked like a full-grown man kind of no, thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I, I that's again a second second tinty shout out since we started this podcast.
2: Really, I guess yeah. we're gonna have to have him on.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Um, but yeah, it wow. was it was really cool. So such a good name. That's what it is. Yeah. Um. So what do you think, Phil? You think it's time for one of the games? Yeah. Well, I think it's time for two truths and a lie. So <laughs> okay. one of the games. <laughs> Well, now now we can start because Phil decided <laughs> yeah. that was
2: my idea Did you like it <laughs> the Great idea
0: clear? <laughs> yeah all right Anish um so I know we kind of we brought you in kind of later than most people but um do you think you got a couple uh, statements for us that we can try yeah, to guess?
1: let me uh, let me thank you so I'll give you one now um I didn't start playing baseball until I was nine. I grew up avidly playing golf. And gotta think of a third one here. This is challenging. Hmm. I used to play in a cricket league when I was younger.
0: Okay, all sport-based. Perfect. Phil, I think I got this you on this one. This is one.
2: like, this is tough because at first I'm like, oh, I've got him pegged because one and two could go right together. Right, like oh, I didn't start playing baseball till I was nine because I was busy playing golf. But now we've got cricket thrown in there. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's like a league,
1: but I I played cricket growing up. Played played a lot of cricket growing up. i do not how organized it was to say for league,
0: but played a lot of. That's you know, gonna I, be my. I I literally spoke too soon because I literally thought I had you, Phil, and now I'm actually looking at these and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> All well, right, who's going um, first? Um, I'll go first. So Anish, I was gonna say I thought the cricket league might have been false, but I don't know, just given your background and your parents and you know, I, I, I do know uh correct me if I'm wrong, is, is cricket's popular in India, is that huge. Yeah, years, yeah. Right? Huge, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I could see that being like just something that, you know, your your father your you know, your parents wanting to still have a connection uh, with your with your heritage. So I could see that being real. Baseball I think could also be true because like, I didn't start playing football until high school. So I could absolutely see that being true. Golfer, I could also see true, but I don't know, man. Like I could, I know, I know you stopped playing uh, basketball like halfway through high school. So I could see you playing basketball up to a certain point then taking baseball seriously. So I'm gonna go, you, the lie is you were not an avid golfer growing up. So that's number two is the lie. That's what I'm putting down. Phil? Nice.
2: Nice, Mike,
0: nice.
2: I didn't know you didn't play football till high school. Yeah, I know I yeah know that no, I I, I, kept
0: trying to. My mom was worried I was going to get hurt. <laughs> so, Mike, you're – well, you know, what? funny,
2: same issue for me, except for, like, as soon as I could play, my mom
0: gave it. Oh, well, see, there's also the also difference the fact that you were 5'11", 210 and, at age but, six. Right, I remember, so... like,
2: I remember it was all like, oh, you might get hurt, and then it was like, oh yeah, no, he's eligible to play. And it was like, boom, yeah, it's okay. He's
0: no, fine. I had to go through three like, three years of flag football before my mom finally said, actually, I owe my buddy G. Uh, you, you, you'll you meet G at the bachelor party, Phil, is if he hadn't started playing in in the travel league, like the rec league uh, in eighth grade, and he came out okay. Otherwise, you know, he was the one saying like, come and work out. I would oh, never so have played. You, you could point to the G and be like, G didn't die. Yeah, I'd be like, he's fine. And oh, like same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah and we're like the same size <laughs> yeah but all right uh phil what's uh, your guess yeah
2: so i'm gonna go i don't know the baseball thing feels true i don't know why i'm gonna go with number three is the lie I, i'm taking cricket for the lie beautiful Um, because again you know my gut on one and two like those two together is true
0: so there we go beautiful so we'll find out later um, so yeah, Anish, we we talked a lot about the uh your sports side, which it's easy to do because yeah. all three of us are athletes. Yeah. Um so and I'm sorry, I, I completely spaced on I was um, at one point, I am not anymore. Well, yeah. Uh we um so for school, school, I mean, tell us about the hardships between balancing student life and uh athletic life. I mean, like if you're constantly flying, I mean even before the pandemic, that must have been really tough just to get to know people outside of your team.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not, um, we don't fly as much as say, I would say like basketball. Basketball flies multiple times within a weekend, um, but because we're baseball, we play a four game series. So we really only fly uh, twice or thrice a year. So it isn't too too bad, Mm -hmm. Um, but that twice or thrice within the year happens over the span of like seven weeks because the baseball season is just so short here in New England. But yeah, it is, you know, you definitely develop more of like a, you know, a sense of brotherhood amongst your teammates more so than you do uh, some of the outside community. Just because, you know, we all live together. You know, I live off campus now with my whole recruiting class, all six of us. Oh, wow. Um, You know, we're always doing things together. We're all working out together. Uh, We're always hitting together, even studying together. Um, I think there's two, three other guys, uh, you know, who are science students or pre-med students on our team. So we were always studying together. Mm-hmm. um so that's kind of the cool part of it as you as you guys know being a part of a team um when you spend a lot of time with each other you know getting to to really form good connections and, and honestly like lifelong friendships with people sure. um it definitely was challenging initially to you know especially as a freshman to kind of branch out because you're comfortable in that in that same you know circle of you know we got we have 40 guys on our team 38 guys or whatever the case may be oh. so yeah baseball ross is a huge um so you become comfortable but i think as you've gotten uh you know as I started to kind of progress and mature through school a little bit and get a little more comfortable through school, um, you start meeting people in classes, you know, obviously oh, sure. now you have people who, uh, you know, have gone through the same, you know, core science courses that I have, you know, I've gotten to kind of get to know and, you know, and people on other teams, even, you know, women's soccer, men's soccer, men's basketball, um, even softball, you know, you name it, you know, so that, that part's been kind of cool. It's kind of, you know, getting to know a lot of special people as well um, through athletics and, and even just through the classroom.
0: Sure. Um now you guys are obviously competitors in the sports, but are you guys now that if you guys have uh, like guys that live in your same building that are in the same kind of uh, not not same exact field of study, but are are you guys competitive with your grades as well? or is it kind of like, oh God, I just need help?
1: Um so to be honest with you, like all uh, so there's six in my house now in my in my uh, class in 2022. five of them they're all they're all business students. Um, mm-hmm. they all are you know doing their thing, but the, it's funny that you say that, so myself and the other pre-med students, we are all very competitive against our other non-athlete classmates, if that makes sense. So I think the perception of college athletes sometimes is, you know, you guys are jocks, you know, study, you kind of coasted into school, you know, that sort of thing. So our thing was always like, we're going to study as hard as we can and try and outdo the rest of the student population. That was kind of always our kind of thing. Uh, We always just wanted to be like, you know, hey, we belong here. Yeah, um, especially in some of the higher level science courses, they always wanted to say. So we were more competitive. I wouldn't even say we were more competitive than like pushing each other. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't even like, what did you get? What did I get? It was more so like, oh, if you don't understand this, I got you, you know, I'm going to help you explain this. I don't get this. You can help the help me, you know, understand that. So we were almost so competitive, like as a unit to try and be the best that we can, if that makes, if that makes a little bit of sense.
0: No, it, yeah, absolutely. That's
2: I great. mean, so within yeah. pre-med, it was athletes versus non-athletes.
1: I wouldn't say athletes versus non-athletes. But I mean, I think that just our overall—I don't know if we did it. You know how athletes we use anything to just kind of motivate ourselves. Anything's so a competition, anything, competition, yeah. Anything, anything. It is just how we're wired. So we would always kind of mentally be like, "Hey, man! Like, you know, if you, people probably don't know if we should be here. If we show up with Brenda's baseball stuff and you know, neurobiology or organic chemistry, whatever the case may be, like, let's let's prove that we belong here. Like, not only to them, but to ourselves and everything. So." You know, I am not saying anybody in the student body was rude or said anything. That's just how we kind of geared ourselves up to study to kind of fire ourselves up and say, hey, you know, we can we can do this and we can do you know, we can do the yeah. sports and we can try and do the school. So
0: Yeah, there's nothing yeah. wrong with turning Michael everything Jordan into a competition.
1: That, right? Oh yeah, that's just how we're all wired. You know, I mean you guys know as athletes, just just <laughs> you know, like Michael Jordan says, you know, everything we take kind of personal and try and, you know, twist it on its end to make it competitive I think, and fun. I think so
2: he was king of just making things up though. I mean that's what he yeah did. i mean we, like, <laughs> even if it wasn't real he just he decided it was right like, oh yeah i mean that you guy say, you know, that guy disrespected me so here we go
1: i mean you could say <laughs> good you could say good morning mike in the wrong way and i guess you know he would, <laughs> but i guess you know, that's the way he was wired so but yeah that's i would say that's how we are we just kind of you know make it you know competitive amongst ourselves um and yeah. we're just as excited you know if My buddy Victor gets a 95 and I get a 93. I am so fired up for Victor. You know, I'm not, it's not, you know, all Vic beat me. It's like, we did, you know, I helped Vic get that 95, you know? So that's, that's the
0: cool part. So. Very cool. Very cool. So do you, um, do you have an idea of where you want to go with this micro or sorry, microbiology, right? Neuroscience. Neuroscience. (laughs) Sorry. It's no, you're good. You're good. No problem. Bigger words for me, man. (laughs) Neuroscience (laughs) and biology. Okay. So sorry, I, I mixed them. I mixed them up. Yeah. Oh, so that's so neuroscience. I mean, yeah. that is. I mean, we've had a lot of impressive majors and goals, but I mean that that's high up there, man. Like. appreciate it. I do you know which? Uh, do you know brain it. surgeon? Is that the, <laughs> no, is that I don't. I don't want to go into neurosurgery. Uh, I think that's 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 tough.
1: And I think mean, right now my focus, honestly, is to get into medical school. It is so challenging. Um, if you look at acceptance rates and everything. Um, You know, acceptance rates are sub ten percent. You know, it's hard to find a double digit acceptance rate. Um, So my focus really right now is just to try and you know work as hard as I can to get into medical school. Um, Like I said, I'm taking the MCAT, which is the the huge exam. It's basically a test on your whole undergrad. Um, It's got organic chemistry, general chemistry, uh, biology, biochemistry, sociology, psychology, your whole undergrad, all those pre med courses are on there. Uh, So it's just this huge standardized test. Uh, I'm preparing for that now. If all the stars align and I'm fortunate enough to get into medical school, I would love to go into orthopedics. Um, I think being athletes, our bodies always got something going on. You know, we've got back hurts, shoulder hurts, hip hurts, something. Um, And I think growing up, I always, you know, I would have, you know, aches, aches and pains in my arm or whatever, just natural baseball player injuries. And I actually dislocated my shoulder when I was 13 pitching. And I remember going to the doctor's office and he set up this model of the shoulder and was kind of explaining to me and, you know, layman's terms is to a 13 year old, like this is what happened. You know, your, your, your shoulder came out, it's called a subluxation. This is the process, this muscle, this, I was like, that is so cool. And from that point on um, my grandfather, my my mother's father was a a very well-renowned pediatrician back in India. Um, And I always heard stories growing up about him being a doctor and how well respected he was um and there hasn't been a doctor since in the family so I think kind of that combination of you know my sports background my injury my 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 grandfather um all just kind of made me want it to go uh down that
0: physician path and you know hopefully I can kind of ride it out very cool yeah. Yeah. well it's funny it's funny Anish you said mentioned the three pains that you mentioned is something yeah. I felt today yeah. so Maybe yeah. I have to go see you when you when you get in there, because I, I, I know you're saying if all the stars align, but I, I think it's a matter of when, not if. I appreciate you know. that. Mike. Yeah. Now, now is the um the test that you're taking, is it kind of like the SATs where there's a there's a course that you can take to study and prepare? Or is it just review all the stuff you've done in the last four years? There are courses, um, courses. I'm not taking a course myself.
1: I I just bought a, a Kaplan book set. I'm actually at, at, at the job I work at one of the uh you know, one of my colleagues who went off to medical school, he gave me the whole Kaplan book set. Um, so I got, I got, you know, everything basically for free. Um, yeah. And so I've just been preparing, you know, I started on June 1st. Um, it's been long hours. I think this of my whole academic journey, this past, you know, these three months of, of this summer preparing for that test have been by far the most challenging. Um, I've never prepared for an exam of this level or this scale. Um, even just taking practice tests, I started taking pra- one practice test per week. Starting, I think, July, uh, the end of July, last week, July, and each test is eight hours. So, even just sitting aside, eight hours to to take a practice test. Yeah. So, it's It's definitely a birthday, man. It is. It literally is. You start at three, and I get out at, you know, 11 o'clock, and you look, you literally watch the sunset as you're, you know, you start, (laughs) it's daytime, and you hop out, and it's pitch black. Uh, so this has by far been the most, you know, challenging uh, summer. It feels like I tell people, it's like you're studying for your final exams, but instead of for two weeks, it's for three, three and a half months. But, um, you know, yeah, hopefully it all, it all will go well. And uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, coming up. yeah.
2: Sounds you know, like you're taking the right steps.
1: I hope so. At least, you know, that's something I'm trying to tell myself. We'll see on test day, but you know.
0: Do you have a, uh, do you have a top like two or three schools that if you get in, this is where you'd like to be hopefully accepted or?
1: Yeah, so I would, I would definitely say for myself,
0: uh, would, UConn being a, a Connecticut kid, uh,
1: UConn would be awesome to go to. Uh, the in-state tuition would save me a lot of money. Oh, um, for UConn's sure. a phenomenal medical school. And I think that's one of the biggest drawbacks of medicine is hearing about how much debt you're in after uh, completion. So it would cut debt in half. And, and I wouldn't be compromising anything academically. It's a phenomenal medical school. I'd be very fortunate to be able to get in. Um, the other one would be Tufts Medical uh, Med School. Um, I work at the Tufts Medical Center in Boston now. So I oh, think it'd cool. just be really awesome to kind of continue there. And again, phenomenal medical school. Boston's got a lot of uh, great medical institutions and hospitals in the area. So I would say if you to ask me now, which two? I would say uh, Tufts Med or uh, UConn Medical.
0: Yeah, and that's actually really funny you say that about UConn because Phil's kind of message to people is that, you know, you know, if, you, if the degree is necessary, do it in the way that saves you the most money. And it sounds yeah. like you, you have a great plan absolutely absolutely i mean you know the hard part about again like going into medicine is you really
1: don't make substantial money for a long time you know it's a long haul so if i can minimize with in my opinion no compromise on on the quality of education um i think that would be the best most ideal scenario my mom and dad would be happy that i'm in the area too
2: so oh, for sure for sure <laughs> it's, it touches all the bases so win 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 exactly that's awesome i tell you what man it's like I don't know that I've had this feeling as as much in any interview yet, Anish. The way you the way you answer our questions, it's almost like this is like a job interview. I'm sitting here like it. answering yes, every you. question perfectly. Thank like you. He knows what I want him to say. Appreciate like, it. When you thank said you. that about you, Kyle, I'm like, well, Jesus, that's a great answer. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. no, I mean, really, you're 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 on the ball, Anish. I I appreciate, appreciate it though. Yeah. So. All right. So, um, orthopedics. Cool. Yeah. Let me ask you this then. Sure thing. Um, you've got all that figured out for sure. What about outside of, you know, outside of work? What do you think about when you think about the rest of your, you know, existence on this planet and what, what you want to do with your time here? I mean, what is there, what is there outside of the whole, I know, I know you're spending a lot yeah. of time, right, studying for the MCAP, but what else is there going to be, you know, when it's all said and done? You know, it's
1: it's funny you say that. If you were to ask me, you know, what's one thing you want to do, I guess it's hard to say, I guess, as like a retirement thing, because I'm 21 years old. But if you were to ask me, I would love to teach um, at the high school or college level, to be honest with you. Um, I would say that's one thing for me, that if you could say, you know, you've, you've done whatever you need to, obviously right now, like you said, I'm focused on, you know, getting into medical school, taking care of baseball, taking care of what I need to do. But if you were to ask me, what's one thing, Anish, when you're all done with this, you know, all done with your career, I would definitely say teach. Um, I had, you know, again, I keep circling kind of back to chase, but I had a lot of great teachers at chase, um, you know, small prep school and I'm in touch with a lot of them, even still to this day, um, you know, grab drinks, grab dinner, whatever the case, but I would love to teach. Um, I I don't know what it is. I, I don't know if it's, um, You know, like I said, in that baseball circle, we spend a lot of time teaching one another um, and kind of mentoring one another. Um, At school, I'm a peer academic advisor too. So I like that kind of mentoring, teaching, explaining, reassuring kind of thing. So that would be my one thing is to go back and teach like, you know, AP biology or, or a chem course in high school or something. That would be my one, one like fulfillment thing, I guess you could say.
2: Very
0: cool. It's awesome too because like even like you know it'd be easy to say i just want to travel or i just want to relax or i just want to be you know you know but uh even your 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 goal or something that you want to do to make yourself happy is to teach others and that that's that's cool man because uh my thing would be like i'd I'd book it to australia that would be mine you know get out go see something else but no it's it's very cool um Could you imagine if they reopened Chase and that's where you would be? I, I, you know, it's funny you say that because I was thinking, you know, obviously between medical school
1: now people take one to two years um, as like, you know, gap years. I seriously considered while I was in college as a sophomore, I was like, you know, thinking about employment and employment is very challenging with just a bachelor's of science, um, you know, in the science world. It's you don't quite know a lot. It's the science is so vast, you need master's or PhD to kind of get, you know, substantial employment. So I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know what, I could maybe work as like a substitute teacher at Chase. I literally was, you know, kind of thinking that. I hadn't reached out to anybody yet, but, you know, as in my mind, just thinking about in the future, it's like, maybe I could, you know, work part-time as in in something, you know, uh, you know, there, because you don't need them at the private school level. You don't think you need a master's of education or anything. I think you just have to, you know, um, at the public school i think you need the masters and everything so that wouldn't have worked but yeah, yeah that's right. actually what i was that's what i was thinking uh but you you mentioned australia so if you were to ask me what my fun thing is i would definitely say i would go somewhere that's warm and i would play a lot of golf and i would play a lot of pickup basketball i don't know if my body would be able to handle all that when i'm older ah uh, crap that would be it <laughs> you no know,
0: Uh (laughs) uh-oh might have given myself away but no we'll see we'll see at the end of the show but yeah well that's cool man yeah all right cool so um last little tidbit uh anish is that i'd like to hit before we go into our answers in our last game um sure is uh college athlete uh i remember coming to me asking for advice on how to gain muscle Um, you know, and of course my first thing was just eat a lot of meat. And the first thing that he says was, "Ah, I'm vegetarian. So I can't, I don't have, I don't eat red meat, fish, chicken, don't eat it. And I was like, ah, crap. Okay. (laughs) Um, but, uh, turns out fast forward two to three to four years later at this point, almost, almost um, you have gained a decent amount of mass without the use of red meats or chicken or fish. Um, just tell us a little bit about being a vegetarian and being a college athlete while having to, to gain muscle mass without that extra option.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's still a challenge to this day.
0: Um, you know, putting on size is always going to be,
1: you know, a challenge. Um, I would say for me, you know, I, I vividly remember coming into the training, I think it was like 178 pounds or so at that point, uh, just really trying to put on some size. Um, yeah, I would say the biggest thing, you know, has been just looking at, um, kind of understanding that to put on size it all comes down to is total calories and protein really right mm-hmm. at the end of the day regardless of what you put in you have 20 grams of chicken protein from chicken or 20 grams for Greek yogurt to so the body is 20 grams of protein so that's when I, I started to kind of think to myself you know what there's a way that I can kind of navigate around this um you know I've been vegetarian for my whole life my whole family is all on extended on both sides uh, as part of our religion um back in India so I mean ancestrally for you know honestly, like hundreds, you know, hundreds of years, ancestrally, just the way they like, um, I don't know how familiar you guys are with the caste system in India. um, But we're like the Brahmin caste, um, which is like the priest, uh, the priest class, essentially. So um, our whole caste, or our whole class doesn't eat, uh, doesn't eat meat. So it was nothing for me that was, was a drastic change to my diet. It was just the way I lived, that was a little bit unique, uh, you know, growing up as as an athlete. Um, But yeah, I mean, I really just started with, you know, started to track protein a little bit more religiously. Obviously, when you're 15 and 14, that's not something that's on your mind.
0: Um, but I think as
1: I started to progress through the end stages of high school, um, kind of looking at, all right, these guys in college are obviously a lot stronger. Um, you know, I, what are they doing? You know, I started just kind of looking into things and talk to you, Mike, uh, as you mentioned. And, you know, things that I really started to add to my diet, you know, I started to do multiple shakes a day, um, started to add, you know, walnuts, things that are high calorie, high fat. Um, peanut butter. Um, what else do I do? Greek yogurt's a huge one uh, just to put on lean size. I think it's like for a cup, you get like 20, 20, 21 grams of protein at like 140 calories. Um, so, you know, I, I tried to stay lean too. I think it's easy, you know, guys who come in and try and, you know, eat 5,000 calories and three Big Macs and pizza and fries. And then, I, that's not what I wanted to go for. I wanted to just kind of stay lean and athletic. Um, so just looking at lean protein sources, like I said, you know black bean burgers, Phil. You know off camera we were talking a little bit about those black bean burgers. Uh, that's a good one too. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: but it was it was challenging a little bit growing up. Um, you know I think now vegetarianism and plant based athletes are a little bit more common. You know you hear about that's true athletes. You hear about NBA players. You know I know I can name you know Damian Lillard, DeAndre Jordan, Kyrie Irving, Tom Brady even goes vegan during the season. Um, there's a yeah. documentary uh, called Game Changers on on. Netflix, it's about plant-based athletes. So that concept is becoming a little bit more popular. Now, when I was growing up, when I was 9, 10, 11, nobody was doing, that, that was something that was so unheard of and so foreign. So a lot of coaches were like, listen, you, I don't know if you can play in college and, and, and not eat meat. This has never been really done before. So um Now I think even even some of my teammates have. One of my teammates actually went. You know, he goes vegan for season, starts just to
0: kind of lean out and that sort of stuff. So it's become a little more popular now. So what? So what I'm getting out of this is Tom Brady copied you. He did. No, and he, he did. gets he gets pop. He gets praised you, for it. That's just can, not cool, man. Not can, cool, Tom. Not cool. You can cool. print that right now. You can you can let
1: Tom know that I'd like a share of his royalties and everything for helping him out diet wise.
2: Sounds like. It sounds like Tom Brady's commitment to the whole thing just pales in comparison to yours. Yeah. I, I mean he's going vegan the season. for the seasons. Like, for the seasons. <laughs> <laughs> this is generations.
0: Yeah. Ago. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, that's great, man. And, and you're right. Yeah. Is is I you know, and it's it's really impressed me, Joe, the mask that you've put on and this whole thing. But now that you say that, you're right. It's it's actually not even not to say that it's not, you know, still impressive, but it's not as uncommon now as you say. Right. And, yeah. And I literally sit there and I look at uh, mock drafts of Tom Brady constantly, knowing what he does, and I'm just—it doesn't even click with me, you know. But that's—you're right, you're right. I didn't know that many athletes. I knew it was popular, but I didn't know it's—it's—it's huge now. It's
2: yeah, it's own thing.
0: uh, It's own industry.
1: I would definitely recommend for you guys as as athletes, um, you know, to watch Game Changers. It was phenomenal. It was really eye-opening for me. Uh, They do a whole. It's on Netflix. they interview multiple athletes from long distance runners, you know, kind of those leaner guys who don't need to put on size, right. They're just trying to go endurance for those crazy, like 20 mile runs or so They have power lifters on there. The Titans, oh. some of their lineman went vegan for the season. Um, basketball players, um, a lot of guys. And I, I know like JaVale McGee is another one I can think of Dame Lillard. Like there's a bunch of, a bunch of athletes, you know, um, that have kind of gone down that road. And it's been, it's been kind of cool, you know, to see, you know, these athletes, you know, change their diet to something that i guess growing up was tough to kind of tell people that you were vegetarian as an athlete so it's been kind of cool to see you know the sports world and the diet industry and everything kind of of shift gears
0: a little bit yeah and you can get to say i told you so the whole time yeah no i (laughs) (laughs) can't i can say you guys have all been copying me now Cool, (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome yeah that's that should be the title of the episode brady copies the niche exactly yes you can can email his agent whatever the case may be we'll get in touch with him (laughs) All right. So very cool. Uh, Phil, do you think it's time to figure out those answers and basically for me to give up and realize that you were right? Well, I do.
2: You know, it's funny. I was going to stop you and say we got to get a recommendation from a niche, but we just got it. Um, game Changers on Netflix. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Yep. Awesome. So yeah, I think we're good to go. Let's, uh, well, do we want a big reveal or do we want to do it if I was a, we, we, we're sort of ready. We're almost ready to transition right into that game if you want.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll just do that first. Then. And then, um, it's actually, a yeah, great segue.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, a, it's, also a thing, uh, an Phil can't get that name to save his life. <laughs> I, I I'm starting to think he's doing it on purpose. Now it's kind of no. like, his, like his catchphrase. <laughs> um, all right. So that being said is going into protein. Let's go into, uh, if I wasn't, why, um, sure. so we are going to go with, if I was a protein source, what would I be? Um, so basically, um, you know, we're just going to play off that. So Phil, do you have one or do you want me to go first?
2: No, you go for it. You go. For all right. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: Okay. Um, all right. I'm going to go with, I am chicken. That is my, that is my protein source. What did you expect me to say, Phil? <laughs> I expected chicken to be honest with you. I'm, I'm on chicken, I don't know. Anyway. I, I don't know.
2: I'm chicken. <laughs> <laughs> go on. <laughs>
0: Well, it's on top of the fact that is that's usually what I have for dinner many, many times grilled crispy mostly grilled but crispy when I go out I always got to get a crispy sandwich. Um, I just like it one it's just it's a good nutrition low calorie for meat. and it just seems like it fits me so well because my my parents every time they're like hey uh, you know you're coming to visit what do you want i say you know just grab me some lean chicken they just go that's all you eat is that all you eat so i'm like yeah i guess i guess so i was going to say i was i was uh, a protein shake but just because my family's always like chicken 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 that's all you ask for so that's what i'm going to go with chicken
2: you know, back in the day, like when we were in elementary school, we would all have been laughing so hard at you. Yeah, <laughs> you called yourself chicken. Ah, you
1: said he's a chicken. Chicken's good though, nutritionally though.
0: That's yeah, lean. You know, I just we're wish doing... I ate more. I, I, I wish I ate more grilled chicken than I do. Like the weekends, forget it. It's mostly between two buns from Wendy's. <laughs> it's
2: good. Guys. No, I feel the same way. I I wish I man chicken. I just can't. I can't. My problem is I can't get excited about a chicken. I just
0: can't. Yeah, I uh, never. I'm never used to extremely excited. It's more just like, all right, this is what you got to eat to be, to be good. You know. It's yeah. good, you know. I This
2: is a true story. I taught myself to like fish oh. because of my like, just utter feelings of blah towards chicken. I'm like that's good okay. that's because smart I, what I realized was i was literally eating red meat like seven nights a week Ooh, not good yeah I'm like okay i gotta switch it up yeah right my wife's not a huge fan of pork so uh-huh. it was that's like, unfortunate i just man i can't get excited about chicken so I just, yeah
0: pork pork's a fatty pe- fatty meat though you gotta be careful how much pork you have
2: man i uh, i love
0: <laughs> Anish, do <laughs> you got yours or do you want food. Phil to go first?
2: No, so I, I can go. All yeah, right. I'm
0: ready, Phil. Go for
2: it. I'm a cashew. Oh, that's what? A good one. All right. I'm a nut. Yeah. A little fatty. A <laughs> little sweet. But always good for you.
0: That's okay. a good one. That That's a really good one. And you can be a little salty when the pats lose. So. <laughs> all right yeah that was that was actually way better mm-hmm. phil i'm usually the master of the explanations but that one that one you you crushed so good job
2: thank you good. i felt uh, good about it so thanks for you should the you should feedback.
0: i appreciate yeah. it uh all right anish you got it yeah so i was gonna say protein shake like you
1: mike but i think we are all at least myself i'm pretty sick of them at this point you know it's you can switch them up a little bit but i feel like you know when you have two three a day every day it's like oh my god yeah um i'm actually gonna go with eggs um, oh, nice. Go you know, with eggs. I just think, you know, kind of to your chicken analogy, it's so uh it's funny, chicken and egg, I guess, but it's funny because they're so versatile. You can do a lot of things with scrambled omelet, um, sunny side, over easy in a sandwich. Um, I love to make them, you know, with avocado toast or as an omelet with like spinach, onions, jalapeno, something like that. So I breakfast is one of my favorite. I think it's probably my favorite meal of the day. So um I just like getting, you know, good protein in first thing in the morning.
0: Very true. And, uh, much like eggs, which are very versatile. So are you, so it's a good, it's a good mix. You appreciate you know, it. Good in yeah. school, good athlete, good lifter, appreciate you it. know, so it works. It works well. Appreciate Beautiful. It. Yeah. So I think it's time, uh, Anish, what is your lie? So my lie, can you give me the three that I said again? I can't. Can got you. Go yeah, I got it. I, I write them down for that exact reason. Um, it is, uh, so you weren't, you weren't an, uh, weren't avid a baseball player until nine before you grew up playing golf and then you used to play in a cricket league. Yep. So the last thing got
2: confusing there, Mike. I think it was you didn't start playing baseball Baseball until you were nine. nine. Yeah. And then you were an avid avid golfer golfer. when you were a young person. Whatever. It's still he got it. Yeah, we got yeah. some listeners on here. Hopefully, Mike. You know, we <laughs> got to keep everything a little bit straightforward. All right. So, all do right. You want the? You want the? I'll
1: give you the truth first. So the truth was that I didn't play baseball till I was nine, mm-hmm. and I played cricket growing up. It wasn't a league per se, but I played a lot of cricket. So I was not an avid golfer. I recently picked up golf. Oh. Uh, it's a great amidst, sport. It's the pandemic. I picked up golf. Uh, you know, I think. We were so bored during the pandemic. I was living in Waltham, starting work, and I just needed something competitive to do, <laughs> to be quite honest. What a people. great thing. And you can play yeah. by yourself. It's spaced exactly. out. Exactly. And you'll never be good at it either. <laughs> so you'll always have something to work on.
0: <laughs> yeah. so well, great
1: uh, Yeah. Didn't play, you know, golf is a recent thing. But yeah, growing up, didn't play baseball until I was nine. And uh, part of the
0: reason, I guess, is because I played a lot of cricket with my father. Well, there you go and see, see, I thought it was basketball that you might have been playing, but no, it was cricket. So yeah, I, guess, well, I a... play.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, I played basketball growing up too. I think I played basketball starting when I was like uh, eight years old,
0: probably about fourth grade. Probably about the same time, actually. Makes sense. So Phil, in a way, you were right though. Is it those those did go hand in hand because he was playing cricket so much, he didn't start playing baseball. Yeah, I just had the
2: wrong sport, man. Yeah. Well, it's funny how
0: I got involved in baseball is my dad.
1: I had never really watched baseball. Never really, you know. I just didn't know about it, having just was it. My dad was like, I think you have it. my dad's like, you have a pretty decent arm. You know, you hit the ball pretty hard. Let's, I'm going to sign you up for baseball. Let's give it a shot. I had knew, I knew nothing about baseball, like really. knew the rules, obviously, but didn't know technique or anything. And then ended up falling up
0: in love with it after that year. It's funny how that works. It's like, yeah. you, you, you... Your parents put you in something. You find out you're good at it, and you're like, "Oh my God, it's competitive, and I'm good. Hell yeah!" <laughs> and I was like, "This is fun," you know. So. Yeah. Now look at you, very cool. <laughs> I appreciate. It. All right, uh, Phil. Anything else you want to add? Anise, let me ask you
2: this. I mean, uh, sure. So, you know, this is this is kind of interesting, right? Like, so while we're recording this, this is episode fifteen. Episode two comes out tomorrow,
0: so it's going to be a little wild. while till
2: this episode <laughs> comes out. But we've got some kind of unfortunate things going on in the world right now, Anish. Mm -hmm. Right? we got some people that are kind of in some tough spots. Mm -hmm. Um, And the whole point of our show is we're trying to spread optimism. So I'm going to ask you a tough question, see how you answer it. Sure, go for it. Tell us and all of our listeners why when you think about the future, you get excited. That's a load of questions. Um, <laughs> I told you it was going to be tough. Yeah, that's a tough question.
1: Why I get excited when I think about the future?
2: Yeah.
1: That is a tough one. That's a tough one.
0: Let me think for a second. Um, While well, he's thinking. Was, oh, you got it? You got it,
1: answer. Yeah, yeah, I'd say for myself personally, why I get excited is I see a lot of young people around me doing a lot of really great things. Um, I see a lot of young people who are advocating for, you know, certain changes and certain things that people were maybe afraid to, or, you know, the status quo was that those things were acceptable. Um, And I think that a lot of people now are speaking out against human rights issues about, um, you know, things such as racism and things even globally, Um, as much as a detriment social media can be, um, it can also bring light to some positive where people have access to, you know, information about things that may be going on around the world. Albeit, you know, there is the issue of, you know, what's true and what's not. But I think, you know, if if there's an ability to kind of spread awareness about certain things, um, I think a lot of young people, you know, who are my age, I've seen a lot of people do a lot of great things regarding that. So that's why I'm optimistic um, with regards to the future. Um, and I think as much as, you know, there is a lot of terrible things going on globally, Um but i think that there are a lot of people who are pushing for some change and um we've you know changes have been made
2: and change will continue to be made. That's awesome man. That was a good Great answer. answer. <clears throat> yeah, I would agree with you. I would agree with you absolutely. I think it's interesting you brought up human rights because you know i know as someone who's who's you know 31 years old um that's an area where i see you know a lot of people who a lot of young people who sort of match my demographic Right. Like I was a young white kid growing up in Vermont at one point in time. And, you know, I, I don't know how much you know about Vermont or how much Mike's told you about his time here. Really not a lot of diversity here. Yeah. Not a lot. Not a lot. Right. And so unfortunately, I think the false narrative that plays out here a lot or that people want to tell is that we don't have issues with race because we don't have diversity, which is obviously a crazy thing to say. Um, And actually, our issues are worse, um, because there's so much ignorance. And, you know, but what I look at, which which excites me and makes me feel good, is I look at young people who are the same exact demographic that I am, who are making such a, a bigger effort to educate themselves than I was when I was their age. So I do think there is a certain culture in this next generation, right, not mine, but the one that's coming where our, our, our feeling, our feelings of responsibility, maybe as a global citizen are so much stronger, you know, than, than my generations were, you know, at that age. And so I think the cool thing is, is, is actually to get where we need to go on all these issues, what needs to happen is, you know, we older folk actually need to take the lead of the younger folk. Right. And so I think that's kind of something that's, That's a cool realization I've made is it's like, wow, I can actually look to my current uh, and former students to learn how to educate myself on some of these issues where I really just understand. I don't know anything. Yeah, I I think that's
1: like, absolutely. I think even, you know, I've seen even people that I'm around have more of a, curiosity to learn about my culture, more of a, you know, I'm not saying that they were unwilling, but I think there's just more of a, a narrative about globalization and cross-culturalism things along those lines that people are curious about and, and I'm happy to, you know, kind of explain. I think even, you know, uh there's an Indian restaurant that just opened up down in downtown Waltham, completely vegetarian menu and you know, four or five of my teammates and I went. Now that was so cool for me to be explained to them, yeah, get this, get this. This is what I like. My mom makes this. So and their willingness to learn and then two weeks past and they're like hey you, you want to go to the indian place again i'm like you guys liked it you want to go back you know so yeah, that's, that's cool great you know yeah. it's cool for me um you know guys saying yeah i just i just got take out from the indian place i'm like you, you ordered by yourself and stuff like yep. you know you didn't know anything two you know two weeks ago um so that part's even cool just guys are curious to learn about your culture and, and, and that sort of stuff is
2: awesome that's awesome Well, teach us a little bit so i'm i'm a big i'm a big foodie yeah so, Tell us about your favorite, what's your favorite like classic Indian dish? Yeah, so in India, I'm going to preface with this, in India, each state has their
1: own entirely different language and cuisine for the most part, so you're going to get, so where my mom is from, they make certain things, where my dad is from, they make certain things, they speak two separate languages, so there's Indian food I haven't even heard of, if you go to Central or North India or down by the coast, sure. um, my parents that and I were watching a video.
0: Awesome.
1: Yeah, my parents and I were watching a video on Indian, the top Indian dish per state. I think the majority of them we probably hadn't even heard of. Wow. Um, but I would say for me, my favorite. There's something called vada, V-A-D-A. I think is how you spell it. It's like, it looks like a donut in shape, but it's like this. It, it's made out of lentils. Um, it's got like diced onion in there you put some little uh, green chilies in there. Um, so it's like a spicy, crispy, uh, you know, it's not even like a pastry cause those are more sweet. But it's like a spicy, crispy donut shaped, uh, you know, food. And you eat it with this lentil soup. That's like made when it's made right. It's like really spicy. Uh, with a lot of vegetables in there. Um, it's called sambar S A M B A R. I think is the spelling on that. Um, that is my favorite. Like when I go home, um, my mom, my mom makes that one. That, that's that's for me. One of my favorites. I, I love a lot of Indian food, so um, I would say from South India, yeah, from South India, where my mom and dad are from, that would be my recommendation. Uh, when I went to India in January, I think in 2020 we went uh, right before the pandemic. They had at the hotel we stayed at, they had vada for breakfast every single day, and I oh no,
0: so much vada! It was like a buffet. I had so much, so that would be my recommendation. Yeah. And it must've been nice going, going there and not really having to be like, oh, you know, does this have this in it? I bet it was just, it was nice to be able to say, I want that. I want that. I want that. Not yeah. having was, to avoid everything.
1: Yeah. It was pretty cool. Um, actually it, it, in India, like there's a decent amount of people that do eat meat, but it's so separate, like vegetarian, non-vegetarian, it's like a clear distinction. Um, mm-hmm. So that was nice. I had a lot of options and a lot of okay. foods that, you know, my mom is a phenomenal cook. Um, makes a lot of things, but there's obviously things that she maybe doesn't know how to make. We were staying in my dad's state too. So there's things that she maybe doesn't make frequently. So going there, I think I put on like eight pounds or seven pounds in two weeks. I remember getting home being like, dude, I am heavy. We have practice <laughs> starting
2: soon. like So oh, that's awesome. it was a quick turnaround. Yeah. Oh, great. That's great. Well, Anish, thank you so much. This has been an, an amazing time. Uh, we've learned a lot. You've had a lot of great things to say. I hope people have been paying attention. You've dropped some some unbelievable nuggets for us tonight. I mean, starting from, you know, we're just gonna put in the work and let the chips fall where they may. And we've just kind of rolled since. And that was the first thing you said. <laughs> so uh this has been this has been really great. And I thank you so much for for coming on. And I know everyone really just enjoyed listening to that.
0: Of so. course. Phil and Mike, thank you guys so much for having me. This was fun. All right. Yeah. Thanks so much. It was great to have you and
1: great talking to you again. Of course. Good to see you guys. Take care.
2: All right. Goodbye, everybody. Take care. Stay positive. See you guys.